0: The following show is being broadcasted from an undisclosed location. Two former special operators have combined their badassery and now sharing it with the world.
1: Ain't alive no more. All
0: with a beer and a smile. This is Is the the Savage Savage Actual Actual Podcast. And now your hosts... Combat vets with 20-plus deployments between the two of them and enough testosterone to operate the power grid of Los Angeles. Savage Actual. Now
1: your hosts, Jason and Patrick. Welcome back to the Savage Actual podcast. Before we continue with part two of our story with Kicking Mustang, we want to thank our sponsor for this episode. Today's episode is sponsored by GPM Kit. GPM Kit makes the combat applications belt. It's the first belt designed and patented by special operations personnel. Designed to be the lightest, strongest belt on the market, the Combat Applications belt is a unique buckle-free belt made as tough as the people who wear it. Go to gpmkit.com for more information on their incredible belt line. GPM Kit, quality is our strength.
2: Have some intestinal fortitude. Have some integrity. Like Or don't. And then fucking bounce, man. Like yeah. you're definitely, and everyone that thinks like you, there, like you guys are welcome here in the fucking states, man. Like, like Patrick and I definitely want to take this up, you know, to the next level with our our, our own business, but definitely here in the states in the airsoft realm. So like, I, I can't wait to have you out here. And one, just hang out with you. And two, do some fun shit, create some cool content, and and have a lot of fucking fun, man. Like it, it's pretty sad. You know, as as a Yank, like I've got the utmost respect for you guys across across the pond. I do, and you guys are a tough culture. The empire is fucking strong, man. You got some warriors within your fucking ranks for sure. So it's kind of mind boggling, but also not because how equal you guys are to the states. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the, world, the young, it? there's this there's younger this, generation, man. This woke,
3: culture, man. Um, man. Yep. woke, yep. This woke culture is is infiltrating everything. And, um, to be, can, we, can I, like, honestly, <coughs> no, I probably shouldn't say this on a podcast. I, it's probably something I should probably keep to myself, but I doubt these woke types are going to be watching you because they're be like, Oh my God, look at these, look at these savages. We don't, we're not going to watch these people. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the truth, the truth is like when the whole anti headshot thing happened and the whole anti KM hate thing happened, there was a, there comes a point where you go, right. You either yield yield to these people and bend a knee and go, I am so sorry for all my past discretions, or you or you go or, or you completely ignore them, or you go the other way, which I think is probably what I've done, which is I'm going to use these bastards if if they want to do this, I'm going to use them, and uh, I'll before I put videos out, I'll do little short form content which I know is going to trigger and is going to put people on tilt. And they'll decide one way or the other on the short form in a build-up to videos. I will put these people on tilt, and they'll, they'll they'll become they'll form very strong opinions one way or the other. And if they they despise the short form video because it's a headshot, or there seems to be an argument happening, or is kicking Mustang cheating here, <laughs> or what's going to happen? He must be an asshole. I'm going to tell people, look at this kicking Mustang. It's such an asshole, and they they spread it to their friends. And the algo sees that these people are watching it, but then the long form comes out and it proves them wrong. It's like, darn it, he's proved us wrong again. We'll get him next time. So I'm kind of <laughs> playing that whole my whole mantra for social media the last couple of years has been antagonise with the short form, put people on tilt, and then prove the haters wrong with the long form. And it's something I've seen. It's not just something I've done. I, I, you see it with the likes of Andrew Tate. You see it with Jordan Peterson. You see it with um, Joe Rogan. Uh, you know, Pete, these kind of people who have opinions, the short form can be very easily twisted. And you, when you play that game, you have to accept that they're going to say bad things about you. And they might even lie about you. They might become so outraged that they're going to just make shit up about you. Of, and course you accept they will. That. of course they will. And you play them. And unfortunately that's the way the world is right now. Um, but I'm going to use them. And so yeah. if it puts people until I apologize, you been put until I'm not a bad person. I'm just playing the game. Well, yeah. I,
1: I've watched a lot of your videos, man. i will watch a fair amount of them. And, uh, I love the, the different weapons that you put into play. You know, of course your main thing is the long gun, but I like when you bring in like some of the other stuff, the little sub guns and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. i've never seen you do anything i was like oh that was kind of questionable never yeah. not once you know it, it, it's all legit 99 percent it, of the the stuff is like the snowflakes getting upset or i yeah. don't know how many times i've seen you shoot somebody and they're like uh and they look around they don't see anybody and they think maybe ah maybe that was an errant bb or something and they don't say anything you got to shoot them two three times you're like come on man yeah. have some integrity you know and finally they yeah, put yeah. their goddamn hand up they're like well clearly somebody's yeah, okay. shooting, at shooting at me you know it's, it's funny, it's it's funny. like it's
3: airsoft is funny airsoft drama sells and like, i would love to come and put you know team up with you guys like, could you imagine doing a video and getting a crossover uh-huh. with you guys i would absolutely love to put your yeah. to put we're, your we're definitely going to do something this. for sure yeah, we'll, we'll
2: make it have happen, you, man. We've got, some, yeah, we've got you, some
1: ideas. you went to you went to Michigan, right? With uh, Alphonse and uh, was this another no, guy? No, um, no, have you played I've
3: here been in to the Texas? States? I've okay, been to Texas. Okay. I went to was it Fort that Worth one or one Fort Worth? Texas. I went with my um, a friend the- of mine, Pete, and his. Um, he's um, a mil- uh, uh, Midwest Development Group and Task Force Neptune. They're, they're the two teams names and they're very serious players and they're into um not just the, the airsoft and the shooting force on force are into jiu-jitsu and personal development and i um, just being able to seriously handle themselves and those that was such a cool experience that's the video i put awesome. out which is about four, 45 minutes long and that was teamed up with those guys and had all the radio comms going and that's probably my video that I'm most proud of. It's like literally 45 minutes solid gameplay. And it's the title is like, are you good on sniping airsoft milsim in America or something? It's very cool. I, I think like, I saw, cool is, is
1: that the one where you guys are like, uh, there's a lot of like little Mount houses and stuff. There's a lot of, you had some open spaces and then some greenery, uh, there's rock and stuff. And there's, yeah, yeah it, was, it was just a very yeah, cool yeah, experience
3: yeah, I do that. the field was good it was it's a it's a u.s army training facility and it's a cool field and there's some like rocks it's texas desert and for someone like myself who doesn't play out in the desert it, it was it was cool to play there but what was really amazing was being in those around those guys who take airsoft very seriously and it's uh, not just um not just a game to them it's a it's a personal development tool and I i found that exciting to be around those sort of people um and there's um, a, a friend of mine manu who owns an airsoft field in france it's an old napoleonic fortress on a mountain it's uh, just the most no epic place in the world the no place, way you know, just like there's a proper tunnel network and it was used by the nazis in world war ii to store ammo no and way. he's found an mg42 buried in the mud there and he's, he's a he's a Fre- i think his french special forces retired became a history teacher loves airsoft and then bought this fortress and just use it for airsoft insane insane dude insane field. Crazy. um <laughs> but they do historical events there and they look very very cool i would really like to go and he keeps asking me to come and do like be be part of his french resistance force and go there and dress up as french <laughs> resistance and use like world war Two technique I, I, it's fun right uh, That's it's yeah. actually yeah. really it's actually really cool it's it's fun yeah that'd be, it. I, i'm 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 competitive like i know like my my ghillie suit here I know how to be, in- I love being invisible and like, I know the shit hits the fan. I, I would be thrown on a- this lightweight ghillie suit and I would know, you know, there was a situation where I was out in the wild. I know how to stay hidden and I love that part of airsoft. Um, and the dress up, not so much. The being invisible and having a superpower, that's that's what I'm into.
1: Like what made you say, you know what? I'm going to develop a product. I want to sell my own ghillie suit. How did you make that sort of transition? Because what is it, the kicking Mustang ghillie system? Ex- like you, let us know exactly what it's system, called. Yeah. I know I'm fucking it up. KMCs. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But- yeah KMCs. The kicking Mustang <laughs> concealment system. Um, I've got my um, I've got my hide holster as well. So the, the whole ghillie suit thing happened because there wasn't anything. Traditionally, they're made of hessian. They're, they're for generally make taking a hide position and lying down, watching a posi- taking an op and watching and not moving. In airsoft, we tend to be more mobile, and then what i found i was using hunting leaf suits which are much more lightweight and they give you 360 concealment your face is covered um and you can but the problem was they were they ripped too easily they weren't robust enough and even the colors weren't quite spot on and i i um found a tailor who was based in russia unfortunately and yeah you know, you obviously unfortunately now um, and they had access to certain materials and techniques. And I, I spoke to them, and I said, "Look, this is what I want. This is what I want from a suit. I need the randomised leaf patterns. I don't want the straight lines. Um, I need the better add natural vegetation. I need certain things like length over my my um, hands to cover the back of my hands from when I'm holding the rifle. It's got to have a really big hood, so you need to. You can pull it over your scope, and you can you can lay down. It's got to be lightweight. It's got to be breathable. It's got to be strong. All all of this stuff, all this good stuff. It's got to be IRR. So People are using night vision—they're not going to see you glowing in the dark like you do with these hunting suits, um, all, all that stuff. And this guy was like, "Yep, I can do that. I can do that." And he, he did it for me, made everything to my exact spec. And then then uh, that that twat Putin went and invaded Ukraine, and it's kind of gone up, sort of um, caused caused some issues. I've got I've actually got three hundred suits stuck in Moscow. They've probably been commandeered by the Russian army or something now. Um, but I'm working on. Oh I've, Jesus Christ! I've, the material the material it's made out of. Um, I've, I've found out that there's literally only two places in Europe that can actually make the material to that quality. It's so lightweight, breathable, super strong. And uh, so that's the, that's the key to it. Um, but now I've also got this hide holster. I'm working with a Kydex, uh, producer in the UK and that's made out of, um, carbon fiber materials, the actual holster. Because when, when you're a, when you're a ghillie sniper in airsoft, you have a minimum engagement range with your rifle when they're within, say, 30 meters or 20 meters, you've got to pull a pistol. Now, if you're lying down, which we often – in a hide position and you're lying down, if you if your pistol's on your waist and you pull it – It's a lot of movement. It's a lot, it's a
2: lot of a, movement. It's a lot of movement.
3: So, Now, in the real world, real still world, you don't have that situation because you're probably going to see people coming a long way away, or if they're that close to you, you're not going to pull a pistol and engage dudes who are a, a military unit. Yeah, you're going to say shit. Two.
1: That's one of the things, like – yeah, you'll have like a snipers in the U.S. will have a security element
3: with them as well. Yeah, at least so, uh, yeah. In airsoft, we never yeah. we never do anything by ourselves. Yeah, in airsoft you pretty much like especially how I play, I'm on my own. So you've got to pull a pistol to draw. So this cross draw position, you in you in you got your rifle here to draw. You pull it, you draw it. You have got your pistol. There's no movement there. So I've always had to jury rig. I've worn webbing, chest rigs, God knows what to try and get these. It's this cross draw position. It's a nightmare. So I've um, come up with this um, this this hide holster platform, which is really lightweight. Um, It's made of a Kevlar weave. Um, The straps are like the highest quality. It's all ballistic rated. You could put if you've got if you like if you like Safari Land holsters or you've got your own favorite Kydex holsters, they'll all attach on. You can screw all those onto it. Um, and it's specifically designed for those of us who like to lie face down in the dirt, basically, and st- have minimal movement. So that's, that's out. Um, I'm also working on getting that ghillie soup produced again, um, outside of Russia. Bloody well, let
2: us, let, let us know on that round, dude, and we can definitely help. Uh, cause I'll send it over. I'll send you one. On. Okay. And I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, man. Like we're, we're going to, to get into gear. I'd love to get your
3: feedback. I'd love to get your feedback on it. Um, because it's not something that, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not done what you guys have done. Like, not even in my wildest imagination would I ever find myself in the situations you guys have been in. But I would love to get your feedback on on having a pistol in that position in an, in an airsoft environment sure. and why would you do it and the advantages disadvantages. That'd be amazing to get your feedback on that. What
2: you already said checks all the boxes with me. I mean, you're right, dude. The distance from that's that's, that's a lot, man. And, and mm-hmm. audibly, that's potentially a lot. So just having that slow movement going inches, opposed to like lot feet, like, it already makes sense yeah. to me. So I like that you're thinking outside the box. I mean, like, you're the perfect guy to push that envelope of, uh, of, of uh, innovation. So I, I like that yeah. you're not just sitting on it and you know, I like the action behind what your, your thoughts. So that's actually pretty cool, man. I'm interested to see it. So yeah, let us know, man. Hopefully you can find and If anyone's out there that wants to help James here, that's in the manufacturing realm, that's outside of Russia um, that you know could help him out and, and do even more cost effective, potentially even better, better materials, please hit us up, hit James up in the connections that we got. So let's uh, let's help this guy
1: out and get this, this kid out there. Do you think you're going to be able to get those uh, 300 suits that you've got sitting in Moscow right now do you think you're going to be able to get those back?
3: I don't think so no um that sucks. I've even I spoke to a couple of the what, what I think were the ladies in the factory because it was the old WhatsApp that I was conversing with them for and they said that my tailor has been conscripted so i, I oh, there. So I think that's over but yeah. I have I have got I have got two options to um actually produce the materials because it's it's the mesh the mesh this stuff is made out of that's that's the hard part um my, my connections in the uk said there's only two factories in europe who can actually produce that to the quality that it is um so but thankfully i've actually managed to find one of those factories in in europe that can do it i've also got someone outside of europe um my, my heart tells me to produce it in england um, but it's gonna be more expensive um i know yeah yeah. It's, yeah it's a tough decision we- do you go f- to produce it and it's like 30 40 maybe even 50 percent more expensive and it's produced outside yeah. of the eu um in somewhere yeah. like turkey or you know or do you produce it in england it's 50 percent more expensive and you're you're supporting the local economy uh, it's it's a really tough right. decision because everyone's having such everyone's getting squeezed real hard at the moment like the cost of living crisis the economy yeah. is in real real yep. problems um and these aren't it's not cheap to produce you know it's not it's just not, it's not it, cheap to produce. It's not.
2: I. I it's funny you say this because I, I think America and the UK are in a similar position of slowly cutting that umbilical to China, and we should have done that a long time ago. And I definitely don't yep. hate the Chinese. The people, especially governmentally, I'm not a fan, but the people are amazing. But I think we need to sever that tie completely, uh, yep. financially speaking, and and this will put better quality and, and more quantities of food on the table in both the UK and America
1: for sure. Yeah. yeah Jason, Jason and I just came back from, uh, well, Jason and I just came back from SHOT Show here in the United States. It's in, it's in Vegas and it's a, it's a huge event and you have like tons of gun, gun and hunting and tactical manufacturers. And that's, uh, we sat down with a couple companies and that's just a huge discussion now is like the, the getting back to producing things here you know, for us in the United States, for you in England and, and, uh, you know, so many people run into those issues. They had gear that they had pre-purchased and then they started having issues with getting stuff like during COVID back in the United States. And they'd pay specifically, we had talked to somebody that had spent like $150,000 on whatever the gear was that they were building. Their shipping costs went from like 10 grand to have the stuff shipped here to the United States to literally $150,000 to get it shipped here in the container yep. and yeah. clear customs and all that. He's like, I- I'm at a hundred percent of what I caught. Co- it cost me to get the stuff here. So everybody, we've got to shift yeah. away from China and ha- start having stuff built here in the United States. And uh, I'm sure
3: you guys well, you are all this. You know what? Well, mm-hmm. We have got to somehow figure out how we're going to move from a society that is, seems completely caught up on this whole climate issue and the whole Greta Thunberg we've got to do everything we can to to stop global climate change to a world where we think about supporting our own economies and our own communities around us and how do we how do we how do we affect that and it's it's not easy because it's not um, yeah it's not it's not easy i don't i don't think it's i think i think it's very hard especially in this country i think i can see perhaps it more likely to happen in america because you guys seem to be more uh, nationalistic and you're more proud in England if you are proud to be English there seems to, it's, it's, there's a tactic that you are it's kind of like if you're English you're kind of well that's you're kind of maybe racist is it's a tactic that's pushed by the by the left that if you're proud of your country you are seen to be nationalistic that it, it's not seen as something that's good in this country unfortunately. It's actually quite
2: quite similar here. Maybe not to that yeah. degree, but it's definitely yep. what you exactly just said. I fucking like America. I've been to forty two you like countries. You're, from. Lot- you're proud of your community. Yeah. You're proud
3: of where you're from and where you, where you grew up. Yeah, and what, why shouldn't we be? And everyone and everyone in it,
2: in every color, in every immigrant that comes to this country, like it's America. Like it's not a fucking race thing, dude. It's like that color, yep. that flag
3: represents all of us, dude. Yep. good and yep. bad. Like, dude, it's, yep. it's fucking yeah. mind-boggling, dude. It's a cultural ideal, isn't it? Like, a, a, what, what, what is a nation? A, a nation and your community is a cultural ideal of, of values that, that we believe in that, that, um, that, that, that cement who we are in, in this world. And, and there's nothing wrong with being proud of that. Right. And to be honest
2: with you, you've been abroad. How similar are we all? You know, and those nationalistic values are actually damn near equal, For the most part, outside of, you know, the CCP and some other places, but at the cultural level, the people are always good, man. It's something I've been saying for a bit. The people are always good everywhere I go. The food's great. Everyone's very welcoming. It's the government and the law and the few at the top that fucking ruin it for all of us, and that's the worst
1: part. Uh, I don't know. English breakfasts are a little weird to me. So what? (laughs) Be real about that.
3: (laughs) What did you just say? (laughs) English (laughs) (laughs)
1: breakfasts. (laughs) <laughs> the first time i went to london i was like uh i i was just sitting in a restaurant it was early in the morning i i was flying somewhere i'd only had a couple days but i ordered they're like oh it's eggs and bacon and blah 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 and i get it and it's like this super greasy ham i'm like what is i i don't even remember what else was on the plate i was just this is horrific please
3: i don't think of, I can what do eat you guys have maple, of, pancakes with maple syrup and stuff
1: yeah, you know what I had this English. morning? I had some pancakes with chocolate chips, eggs, and sausage
3: in a bottle. What? <laughs> pancakes, chocolate chips, and sausage? Oh, my God. That's not a breakfast. So
2: I, I, I can eat some greasy ham, dude. I, I, I will – the Marine – he's more a sailor than Marine. He's kind of gotten – because he was a Marine turned you know, sailor in the Navy. So he's still got some – uh, a tough palate in there somewhere. I mean, I think he got a little spoiled after spending another 20 years in the Navy, man. Like, he, like I, I will fucking eat anything, man. Like I, and I have eaten anything. I've eaten fucking rabbit to donkey to camel, to fucking spider. I'll eat it. If it fuck, I'll eat it. What's the worst thing you've eaten? Uh, I'm not a big fan of frog legs, dude like i'm not there's something about the texture and i sound like a pussy even saying this because i hate it when people use it though that. it's kind of a weird taste and a weird smell i'm not like 100 percent against it it's just it's just on the weird factor for me i don't know what it is man and I, i'll eat anything that moves for That's, the most part so but, where did
3: you eat that in, in a restaurant or did you eat that in the field we,
1: we actually just we in restaurant. vegas when we were just out there we had uh we ate oh, at ate at right. a restaurant called Mot Thirty Two. That's right. And they yeah. had served us uh, <laughs> it was a super nice place. I don't know if you're familiar with it. So it's a, so a Chinese type restaurant. We were actually sitting down with one of the owners, and so the staff was like falling over themselves to bring everything out. And one of the they had a big bowl of frog legs, and uh, I had a piece. It was fine, and they were like lightly breaded or whatever. It it was fine. They mm-hmm. were like kind of almost like a fried. And I didn't think there was. There's nothing to. That's the thing. There's nothing to them, though. So, I mean, I've eaten a lot of Chinese food, man,
2: and Patrick's done the same thing. Uh, I think the most unique thing I've ever eaten would have to be sucking the eyeball out of a rabbit in seer school. And I know, I know, oh, Patrick's yeah. done this. So, because oh. the caloric intake from an eyeball, especially on electrolytes. Yep. Would you? I know it's crazy thing, man, but it's like a Gatorade in it in an eyeball like you suck this thing out of the socket and you use your teeth and sever the optical nerve with your teeth and you chew it and it pops in your fucking mouth <laughs> it, it's a fucking eyeball i Damn, lost probably 13 15 pounds in one week and that's cool like we all do cuz you don't eat well, you don't eat for a week it fucking yeah. sucks so james circle mm-hmm. back to you man like uh getting back on the topic of airsoft what is your if you had to pick one like what especially for a long gun guy like me in the airsoft realm like nope. what what is your favorite gun man like what is what is your your out of all the guns you've shot like what's your go-to yeah, try for sure. Let's
3: tuck your gear a little bit for sure okay um the the gun the the toy we shouldn't use that g word it's a gun on youtube how sad um but the the toy that i use <laughs> the most is um probably the silverback srs i actually despise the platform. I hate it, but it shoots so damn good. Like, I've barely cleaned it since 2018. It just shoots perfectly with the... I've got a couple of choice upgrades in it, and it just shoots perfectly. It's silent. It just works. Okay. It's spring-powered. It's Ooh, silent. Exactly. It's... Sh- it Silverback. Silverback. Um, I've had one okay. okay. since 2017. I think the last time I cleaned it was 2018. Like, reliability is number one for me. With, with, as we were talking, yeah. earlier, you guys were using... Like, you use it, it doesn't work. It doesn't, electrics, it falls apart. It's made of Swiss cheese. This thing is made of absolute, like, it's steel. And it doesn't, it just works. Reliability is really important. It, I, I, the longest hit I've had is 115 meters um, on camera. It, it's ineffective. Oh. It's really effective. But the problem is it's ball pup. It's also really heavy. It's back heavy as well. So when you take your hand off to cock it, the weight is back here. There's an, And it flops like this. So when you're in a hide position, you go to cock it and you're in a weird angle. It just flops and moves around. It's it, I despise the platform, but it shoots so damn good and it's so quiet. <laughs> I um, mean, now I, I mean,
1: I'm, I'm assuming you've tried other stuff, right?
3: No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I love my VSR, which is a, a used to be a Tokyo Marui, but there's no part. I've had that since 2013, probably um, the original, but there's probably no original parts left in it. The if you if you guys wanted to get into it, if you guys wanted a bolt action, I would probably suggest a modified Stire Scout um, straight out of the box is brilliant. It shoots, it's super accurate. Um, good range, you can hit 85, 95, 85, 90 meters with it pretty accurately. Um, so I would say, my suggestion to anybody getting into airsoft sniping, the modified Stire Scout, if you've got a little bit of tech knowledge, probably the Silverback SRS. Yeah, you kind of sell
2: yeah. you're, you're selling me on that. Yeah, we've got the Novridge. Nobridge sent us a gun and I forgot what model it is and it's Spring.
3: 303. Um oh, oh the uh yeah the the um, SSG ten. That's it. Yeah That's it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah I dig
2: it. Yeah. I dig it. Obviously I'm not the expert, so I don't know if it's good or bad, but I, I do like it and it looks good and what it feels kind of, good.
1: Do you Jason, do you know what the range that you're getting on that thing? Uh
2: not really, to be honest with you. I should break it back out and uh Start fucking around with it in the backyard, for sure.
3: The, mo- the most important yeah. thing with an airsoft toy, let's not use that G word, the airsoft toy is that um, it can lift heavy BBs. The biggest technological advancement in airsoft in the last decade is the yes. creation of heavy, heavyweight BBs. So yes. 0.48 gram, 0. 0.49 gram BBs, which is still white enough that you can see them fly and then you need to get your bolt action to be able to lift those. If you can get them lifting those, you should be able to hit over hundred meters with a well-tuned um, toy. And yeah, that's the most important thing. Heavy BBs, lifting those. Now, very cool. Are you using, so what scope are you using on this? Like, what is your go-to scope? I've got, I use a Vortex. Um, which is a I th- i'm not sure another uk base i'm not sure to be honest um i tend to use a vortex um it's a decent scope but <laughs> I, actually i to be honest with you my on my silverback srs i've still got the same scope on the very first airsoft gun i ever brought and it's a cheap chinese thing and it just holds the zero that thing's been chucked down a mountain in france it's been bounced off trees and it just holds a zero and that's that's all you that's all you really want from the scope, isn't it? Something that holds at zero and it's you right. can kinda see where the beam is right. flying. Everyone gets hooked up yeah, on getting expensive scopes, but you got something you're you're happy with, stick with it. If it works, absolutely. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. So what's your what's your what's
1: your on the secondary, what's your favorite pistol that you're running?
3: Uh the Tokyo Maruri MK twenty three. Like I've used that since since yeah, since I can first really got seriously into SL sniping it's silent it's a non-blowback so it doesn't have that realistic action but it's quiet it can lift heavy BBs. so at one the funny thing is at one jewel i our record is still 87 meters on one jewel with, with no minimum engagement range wow. and that's that's huge that that thing just floats heavy bb's out and so i don't know there's something magic wow. about those pistols um wow if i'm not using that probably a to- anything tokyo maruri and any Tokyo Marui blowback pistol. We we haven't gotten anything from them, but they're
1: kind no. of the original airsoft company, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. They don't sponsor anybody. They just produce their pistols in Japan. They don't care about what happens outside of Japan, but the quality control on their stuff is just next level. Um, Everything is perfect. I've never had a bad TM product. Amazing. Wow, super interesting. I'm gonna, we'll have to check some of that stuff out jason the electric guns the 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 tokyo marie electric guns are probably no good for america because their fps is their power limits are so low but their pistols are just impeccable and with a few little modifications you can get them lifting heavy bb's with a gas gun you can get them lifting all of my pistols i use 0.48 gram bb's with probably a lot of a lot of airsoft pistols like my mk23 i i would actually at at at, say, let's say 70, 80 meters, I would probably put my Airsoft MK23 against a real steel handgun in terms of accuracy and hitting targets at 70, 80 meters.
1: Wow. Wow, no that's shit. crazy.
3: Yeah, that that's accurate? quite a claim, but it, but it is, yeah. But it's very, very accurate, yeah.
2: Wow, It's hard that's to hit 70,
3: 80 meters with a pistol.
2: Absolutely. So a lot of your videos yeah. is that pistol you're, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Huh.
2: So what, what field... What field is your favorite to play on?
3: I would probably say the Bear's Head in France, which we touched on earlier. Which is that Napoleonic fortress on top of the mountain. It's yeah. like hundreds of acres surrounding this fortress, and there's 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 a tunnel network, and there's cliffs you can climb. There's you get lost in the labyrinth of tunnels, and and it's just crazy. And it's steep. <laughs> there's no there's nothing flat. It's up or it's down, and it's rocky. And it's perfect for ghillie sniping because if you got your you got your your ghillie suit on, you can just hunker down. And it's perfect for sneaking. You when you when you're, when you're when, for stalking, you don't want to anywhere that's flat. You're silhouetted, and this thing is up and down yep. everywhere. So you can use the landscape, and you go around, and it's it's so cool. Yeah, so cool. If, yeah. is that what are you guys going to gonna be to. doing? Are you guys going to be focused on airsoft in the future? Are you going to be doing gameplay yeah. content? Are you going to be hitting a hit? Oh, yeah. hitting, oh hitting, for hitting, sure. Hitting up yeah.
1: and up. You know, so, so we're definitely... When did you two guys get out of the to, military? Uh, trying to get in. When did you leave the military?
2: I, I got out in 2011, but I worked for two other agencies after that. Um, I hung it all up in 2016. Uh, mm-hmm. And then continued... I was in the drone space for a few years. I worked at a big drone company for a bit. And then... I think I gave all of that up in about 2020.
1: Yeah. Patrick, I, you? I retired in I retired in 2017, and then, uh, but I, I still work around. I work as an advisor for the Marine Corps, so I'm still I'm
3: still around the stuff. The SOF space seems to be to, you've got you've got skill sets, um, leadership abilities that could be put into the SOF field. It seems to be an industry that would. To be able to transport those skills over be yeah it seems perfect doesn't
2: it it, it does man. yeah i mean because for our listeners out there I, I i challenge you and i ask you to really check your ego if you have a negative outlook on airsoft and merely look at it from the scope of fun and but for our military guys out there that are really speaking to you about this that were like me and had that thought process of a very anti-airsoft um there is a lot, it's much like you and I talked about like, before we, the hide and seek aspect of this, the, it, it's, it's much more like chess than it is uh, real warfare in the sense of you've got to get yeah. your body to this point without being seen shoot the other player, you know? And it, it's, it's three dimensional. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in the flesh, you're moving, it's outdoors in a beautiful environment or shitty conditions, which I like it's, it's not set yeah. in stone. And these tactics actually do spill over. I mean, into dispersion of, of people moving together as a unit, communication to uh, surveillance. Like, where is this enemy team at? Yeah. How many are there? What weapons do they have? Um, how are we going to take this objective? So, there's a lot of from my realm, our realm into the airsoft realm. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 fun. It's a great. It's actually a pretty easy transition outside of the mechanical aspect that we talked about of the guns of the toys. Yep.
3: Yeah. I, I often, I often sort of um, conceptualize what I do is controlling the environment around me, your perception and your, the Intel you can gather is more important than being invisible. If you're invisible, but you don't know what's going on around you, you're ineffective. But if you are aware of what the opponents are doing, where they are, what they can see, you don't have to be invisible because you know where they're looking, how they, how they are moving and what they're, um aware of and you know when they're looking in certain directions you can move you don't have to be invisible you just have to when they're looking in your direction you can stop and it's whether you're in cqb or whether you operating in a larger area uh strategic objective whether you're using artillery whether you're using tanks whether you're using infantry these are snipers whether you're using cqb tactics it's all about controlling the environment understanding what the enemy can see and do and it's that game of chess you're talking about and that's the that's that element of that game that i love in airsoft yeah, yeah. It's the well, for somebody that's it.
1: never actually been in the military, man, you have a you have a fairly good understanding of that uh, larger picture of what warfare is sort of supposed to be. So yeah, man, yeah. Do it I'm, again.
3: I'm I'm super grateful that I've never been in the situations where my life is actually on the line. I'm very grateful that I've not been in that situation. I'm grateful for people like yourself who do put your lives on the line. But that doesn't mean that that instinct to Compete and shoot and hunt is is not there. That's that's a natural thing in in most men, and that's what airsoft allows is for us to express that that hunter Expe- in us. Yes,
2: physically yeah. and mentally express that. You know, by sweat yeah. and pheromones and, and being in that three dimensional <laughs> environment. You know, yeah. it's, it's it is. It, it's, you know, it's I, I don't know. I'll it be do it.
1: It's very. It's a very competitive competitive uh, sport and i think that's the the one of the best parts of it man it brings out that competitive spirit and is something everybody should have you know male female mm-hmm. you you want to be competitive in whatever you do you know you should want your children and your peers to be competitive that's how you be successful in life you know definitely airsoft is one of those things where if you're not if you're not a competitor you don't want to walk out there because you're going to get you're going to get put down really fast in, in competition yeah. Yeah.
2: You said it, you said it with the word successful, Patrick. I mean, the competitiveness comes from survival. I'm competing to stay alive. Like that that's what this thing, that's what this game and these games are tapping into. That competitiveness comes down to fucking, I'm going to stay alive and reproduce. Like that's that innate. (laughs) that's that innate fucking thing that we're scratching when we play these fucking games That like all the way back. That's where it's coming from, man. This competitiveness. I'm not competing to fucking yeah. like, X, Y, and Z, you know, like it, it's, it's it's putting food on the fucking table. It's, it's living yeah. the next day and that's where it's coming from, man. And that's why it's fucking fun.
3: It, it's hard for, I, I don't even think I could even imagine the, the, the pressures and the stress that you're under when you're, in the real world doing doing what you guys have done um but what from all i know from my experience is that i've done real still shooting i've I've shot um high caliber rifles and i've hit targets at 800 to a thousand meters and sure the first few it's fun like you shoot it and sometimes you see the glint of the bullet in the air you see the vapor trail and it hits that target and right. it's a force of nature. Right. It's like, yeah, that, 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 that's cool. Like, it really feels like a force of nature and you feel a connection when you hit that target. But there's nothing, like, that doesn't compare to man-on-man airsoft <laughs> dueling. Yep. And when you take someone out, there's nothing else like that. Like, hitting someone 100 meters with a little plastic BB is for, for me, I, I don't know, like maybe I'm missing something, but for me, it is magnitudes more exciting than shooting a real steel high caliber rifle and hitting a target a kilometer away. I've done both. I know that airsoft ticks my boxes.
2: I think it's, it comes back to the word we said, man. It's fun. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun and it's not truly. A, at the end of the day, big scale, not hurting the other person. And there, there's the chance of you getting shot from them. And like, damn, dude, you got me. Damn it. You know, I should have yeah. went right instead yeah. of going here. Like I, I fucked up somehow to allow you to shoot me. And then we reset, you know, put yeah. the pawns back where they're supposed to go and do it again. And it's fun. Yeah. You, don't that, you
1: don't get yeah. that fun reaction from the target when you shoot it. When, you, when you're shooting a person yeah. on the field who's <laughs> hunting you. You get that. You get yeah. that fun reaction. You get them like, oh shit, you got oh, me, good damn, on you, you, or whatever. Yeah. Or, or even yeah. when they get, it's almost more funny when they get pissed off because then you're like, yeah, it. Yeah. get back to where you started. You know, you're done. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah that, totally. that's a big part of it.
2: <laughs> well, uh, James, imagine this coming from our background with special operations and warfare. To, I'm like hyper aggressive on that field. That first time that you played, we're fucking running. That we played. I remember I went around, I ripped off my watch somehow. It fell off. Like it was, and then I remember coming around this corner and I knew there were combatants inside this room and I'm like, dude, I fucking got these guys. I'm just going to blaze in there. I made it like (laughs) just around the corner and it was like, tink, 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 tink. And it was like a bunch of 10 year olds. And I'm like, well, fuck. you fucking humbled, aren't you?
3: You're like, that's like a real ego check. Real ego check. Yeah, you just know that. A real ego check. With a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it happens. And yeah.
2: for all the listeners out there that are veterans, it checks your fucking <laughs> ego. You should check your ego just listening to this, dude. Like, I, I challenge you fuckers that are haters out there, come with Patrick and I, yep. like, better veterans that are combat dudes, specifically soft guys. Dude, come with us. And it's, I guarantee you, you're going to fucking laugh you're gonna get your sweat on. You'll probably roll your fucking ankle. You'll probably bloody <laughs> up, bloody something on your fingers or your face, and like
3: it's fucking
2: fun. So
3: it's such a good yeah. way of spending. Like it, it lasts all day long. You get physically, you get physical exercise. It's competitive, and if yes. you're a family guy and you got a son, it's something you can do with your, your son or even daughter. Like whatever. Yeah. Like it's such a great, great way of spending a Sunday afternoon rather than sat there, like, eating burgers, watching football on TV. Like, guys, it's, it's the yeah. ultimate hobby. And not just that, when you're finished, you can then go home, you fiddle with your guns, you get your kit ready, you're chatting to guys online, you're getting ready for the next event. It's not just that moment. <laughs> it's the whole – there's a whole community around it. Um, and it's – yeah, it's, yeah I, I'm, I've been hooked for God. 12 years now it's so how, how often do you hobby. go
1: do you do most weekends or or how often do you think like hey over the course of a month how many times do you get out
3: probably three times a month um in the uk we've got um like it's something like 150 fields or something in the uk the uk has got more fields than any other country in the world so we're we're lucky in that oh. regards now wow. most of them most of them are rubbish like most of them are just like pig sheds in a field but there are some cool ones but we're very fortunate that we've we've, we've got a good selection and there's always local fields happening um so i, I tend to play most most weekends maybe three out of four um if i've got a load of footage backed up i might have a weekend off like this weekend i'm not playing because i've got some footage i need to do i've got a sponsorship on a video and i'm 24 hours behind on it so i'm going to work this weekend to catch up on the editing um but yeah i've got plans like you've got france trips coming up i've got um back to south africa in March, uh, I want to get back right. over to the US um, this yeah. year. I want to go over to the Philippines. There's, there's a cool scene in the Philippines. Um, I've got a lot really? of fans over there. So yeah, yeah. I mean, probably three, really? three, times a month. I would say.
1: Yeah, I love the Philippines. Yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. sold. I think a Philippines trip for everybody would be great.
3: <laughs> Playing out yeah. the jungle. It's fun. like when when I speak to guys all over the world uh, who follow my channel, and I say I want to come over and play with you guys over in Hawaii. And they go, oh, no, the fields are boring here. And I said, well, show me a video. And I look at it. And it's like, wow, that place looks so cool. And they go, oh, no, it's just a local field. But the grass is always greener on the other side. So they think their field is rubbish. But it's like, not- damn it, I want to go to Hawaii or Mauritius or Brazil. And I was speaking yeah. to um, there's a, a, um, a, 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 an Instagrammer called Mist Airsoft. And she plays a lot of airsoft. And her husband is Hard Sniper. His name is on Instagram. And they go to Milsim's in in Brazil and I'm like, I want to come over there these are great and they go well they're not that good they're not as cool as your fields. and you're like no it's a friggin jungle in Brazil like come on guys you know Let's it's the,
1: it's not it's the people you play with it's the people you play with yeah. 100% and that's what, what people need to start realizing just like you said the grass is always greener it's like all of us should want to travel and try different places but right. it's, the, it's just getting out there and playing with the people that you want to play with, you know, and you're you're the people that you're running around yeah. with make it. You know, we had the, the first event that we went to in Florida and I wish I could remember that it's like an old prison facility in Florida. It's actually it wasn't that far from Jason's house, maybe it's 45, not, minutes 45 minutes away. Five minutes at that must. Yeah. Great spot. They had a ton of people that came out and we just met so many cool people. Um I I just learned a ton just from that one single trip and uh it, it was just a great time and it wasn't wasn't that the facility was the best thing in the world it was good but it was just the the people that we played with absolutely made that event a hundred percent yeah i, yeah. I look forward I mean, That's to- gonna be the big thing about i think for for jason and i going forward and and putting together our own event i think is going to be the big thing is making sure that everybody has a great attitude. We make the thing as fun as possible. And, and, and uh, again, having some cool people come out to play is, is going to be a big selling point for us, you know?
3: Right. Right. I oh, wish you guys yeah. the best of luck with that. Cause like, yeah, to have you guys run the event, I think would be so fucking cool.
1: Yeah. Well, We're going to, we'll definitely, uh, you will have an invite in your your inbox for that i i can guarantee you that so yeah let's let, you, hey on that note i think it'll be this would be a good time to sort of wrap things up what i think we'd like to get and we ask it's funny we've we've asked this question i think of of all of our guests um yeah. and it's funny now to see start to see the range of the range of uh, responses because we've had like you know, Navy cross awardees, Marine snipers. And uh, so we're going we're to hit you with the same question. So in all your time doing this, give us, give you, give the listeners like one of the funniest stories, one of the, like something in it, and it can be something that you've shared with other people. It's not a big deal. Like one of the funniest uh, moments on the situations field. that you've, you've ever run into while you're playing airsoft.
3: Playing airsoft. I tell you, probably the the funniest (laughs) moments I ever have playing airsoft are just times with Nico in in the UK. He's a very good friend of mine, former British Army rifleman. And he's – me and him, we're like yin and yang. Like, he's probably – he's not quite 20 years. He's, like, 15 years younger than me, and he calls me dad. And we're yin and yang, and he's, like, this young, dumb – army rifleman and i'm always kind of a little bit serious and always he's always a little bit young and dumb and when we're in a game and there's nothing much happening he's he's just always like right i'm bored let's go and do something stang this way and he's just like goes off and he's dragging me and he's just calling hey we're over here and he's just calling for enemies and like what are you doing and he goes i'm bored with these enemies and i don't know it's 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 kind of something between me and nico like we're yin and yang and for some reason we just bounce off each other. It's not a specific story, but when you see our videos together, there's a certain like, it like works, it know, works. Like, chalk and cheese, like lemon and oranges. Stang and and Nico. There's she something chalk, that we and should, chalk and cheese. Chalk and cheese. Oil and water. We shouldn't mix, but for some reason we do. And there's always crazy situations. And um, yeah. I like it i mean oh, patrick man.
2: and patrick and i are kind of similar in that regard too you know he's a little bit more grumpier than i am and i am kind of like the yeah, pseudo me then. yeah i'm grumpy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like the pseudo kind of trying to be a hippie but i got a light switch and i'll turn that bitch on but you know like, it, it works man The yin and yank does fucking work and it i, I understand yep. that i'm gonna have to watch one of those videos on youtube for sure
3: Nico's yeah, a cool guy. Sure. like he's a, sure. he's a he's a he's um He's a former British Army rifleman, and he's taken his skills that he learned in the army. He's probably one of the best I've ever played with. He's like his abilities when he's got a corner or he's got doorways, he's he's exquisite. Like when we work together, and I've got my sniper and he's got his M4, it's just exquisite. For some reason, we just work together. It's so cool. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. Right. That's I can't awesome. wait to, I can't wait to drink a beer with you, man, and hang out with you in the flesh. So we'll keep you posted. Obviously we'll talk again offline from this, but once we, we hopefully we can pick an event to where we can all go together. Um, and we'll keep you, keep you state. We'll keep you tuned in on, on uh, our own event that we're slowly starting to uh, put into action. Yeah. So. I'm
3: super humbled. You guys, ha- thank you so much for having me on here, guys, like to be invited on. Yeah to just just to chat with you guys you are two very very special individuals and to be invited on is very humbling thank you so much for having me oh stop it well, it oh, was stop. awesome
1: having you man thanks for hanging out and thanks for giving your time and and uh like as jason said we're, we're definitely gonna hang out in the flesh uh hopefully sooner than later so thank yeah. you thanks for coming on yeah, board with us man take you. Right. easy
0: this has been Savage Actual Jason and Patrick are two former special operations guys who interview interesting guests who talk about video games airsoft and military subjects basically they drink a lot of beer talk about shooter games and have fun what's not to love we hope you've enjoyed the show if you did make sure to like rate and review and the fellas will be back soon but in the meantime Find them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Savage Actual. Y'all be cool, and we'll see you next time.